Hey, welcome into episode two of the Chicago Brothers Bear Show. My name is Mike. With me, back from his sushi adventures, is <laughs> Andre. <laughs> Andre, how's your uh, stomach holding up after the uh, the sushi? Oh, sushi, it's run? great. It's great. My family and I, um, especially my youngest daughter, loves it. So, um, my oldest one, you know, is I'm not sure if you know Michael, but she's uh, she's in Washington D.C. with her school right now. So it's basically just the three of us have a dinner. Oh, I, I remember that trip in like it yeah. was like middle school where you get to go yeah. to Washington, right? Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. go, hey, yeah, I got to see some stuff. Yeah, it's cool. I some, it's like, yeah, I remember going that trip. I love the Smithsonian, and I went to go see all the monuments. I still remember all the vividly. It, it was it was awesome. Well, that 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 explains the uh, single listen that we have out in Maryland. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome, man. Awesome. Uh, so I assume the the topic of conversation was feedback from episode one during dinner. No, no, that that was not brought up at all. <laughs> no, you, they, 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 they dodged that one. They uh, Bears fans, they are they they love they love the Bears because I do, but that's not something they're going to talk about. Over that, that is okay. They are enabling of your addiction. We can, yeah. we can live with that one. Um, speaking of the Bears, uh, yesterday all the tags had to be in. For yeah. uh, free agents, there were some wild ones. Uh, some expected ones, it. right? Uh, yeah, the, the Giants one, I think, is going to be the big question mark uh, in terms of Daniel Jones and how does that affect Justin Fields. I think we can explore that in a future show uh, in terms of how that impacts the Bears. The Lamar Jackson one may or may not impact our potential uh, trade partners in the draft if Indianapolis or Atlanta or Carolina decide to throw the picks at Baltimore rather than the bears. But uh, for tonight's show, because we now know who is available and we went through what this team needed uh, or needs, I guess I should say in episode one. Now we actually get to start. uh, It's time to start playing. Let's make a deal. Right. And obviously we know uh, the price tag is going to be steep in some of these cases. Yeah. But, uh, I think, Andre, if you are Ryan Poles and you've got $95 million, where do we start? That's a good question. I think if I'm Ryan Poles, we got probably, we have like $95 million. We might have to save money to uh, pay for our draft picks. So let's say that you have $75 million uh, to play with. Which sounds like a lot, but as you, if you kind of look at the players and you know maybe projected costs, it might not, you know, might this might be literally could be three top tier players and you're done. Like that, that's it. So, I don't yeah, think I mean, Ryan, if they wanted to go for three, you know, the three top guys at each position, right? Let's say the top offensive lineman, top defensive lineman, and best best tight end or something, right? You know, best you know or or high-end linebacker or something like that. And we'll get into more details as the episode goes on. That's it. You're done. You still got a lot more holes on this roster. So I think some of the guys who may be what I classify as like wave two guys, I certainly expect the Bears to come out and make a splash early, uh, probably on both sides of the ball. But I think most of the money, the bulk of it, or at least in terms of volume of number of players will be in, in that wave two of those guys who are yeah. not going to you know set the – 
set the benchmark, but I think are solid contributors. So, so we're going to kind of see in my mind um, how, what Ryan pulls his tendencies are going to be. Meaning uh, do you overpay? Like, is he willing to overpay for players just because they're better or is he really going to just hone in on value? So we're going to see, because we don't really know, like, you know, what I would do, what you would do is maybe not what, you know, Ryan Poles is going to do. So this right. is going to be kind of interesting. And, and last season, they were kind of hamstrung in terms of what was available, right? Yeah. Uh, I think there was some serious budgeting concerns. There wasn't a whole lot of wiggle room. Well, they were planning uh, for this season. Yeah. It all, it all set up for this, right? Yeah. So uh, with that being said, uh, seeing we're going to put you in here as the, Ryan Poles uh, by proxy. <laughs> what position group do you think he targets first? Is it O line or is it D line? I think those are the two gaping weaknesses. Well, I'm going to cheat here. I'm going to say both. Yeah, okay. I can both. see him going for. Uh, I I think he's going to get one of the best of these players in these groups. So I think he might get Orlando Brown. And they meet potentially Frank Clark or Fletcher Cox or somebody along. Like he'll get maybe a t- like if you want to say these players are in different tiers, like an A tier, B tier, C tier, those type of things, right? Or you say S tier, depending upon if you are, you know, follow video games. Yeah. Right. But essentially, I think he's going to definitely get an S and A tier player. Um, so you're expecting right a splash on both sides of the ball, right? Yeah, out of the game. yeah. Or, gotcha. or it could just be offensive line. I think if I had a pick as being a former offensive lineman for Boston College, and also, you know, having that, seeing what Kansas City did to protect Mahomes after they lost offensive lineman, he has a good idea of a blueprint and how to replenish offensive line. We saw that in the draft. How how he emphasized how many offensive linemen he took in the draft alone. So the question becomes, I think because offensive linemen are good in the draft too, he might not take like two or three offensive linemen. He might save some of his draft capital for this potential trade to one to get some offensive linemen, especially if he gets down to like the ninth spot or the later in the draft. And then, so then you'll see, then he'll, you'll kind of see where he wants to go in the draft by what he takes. Cause I think he's going to draft line is going to be an emphasis basically. Yeah. I think the line's going to be offensive line will be an emphasis. I think both in free agency and the draft and, and luckily think, for Ryan polls, the offensive line maybe in tight end are probably the two deepest positions in the draft, but in free agency, there actually is some quality offensive linemen out there, right? Uh, when, the question is, he now, took what he took a couple last year too, right? Took Riley a Reef, last year, Riley yeah. Reef and Patrick. So he's and not Schofield. done. He brought in some 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 vets. To, yeah, so you know, I, put some band aids in. I think uh, he's going to say let's 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 spend some more. They were kind of, I wouldn't say complete misses, but they weren't complete hits either. And you're going to get this – I mean, listen, free agency, draft, it's kind of a – hopefully you swing and you're you're doing better than a Major League Baseball, right, right, as far as a hitter goes. 
the thing is, though, with free agency is, you know, there's a reason these guys are free agents, right? If they were the best player at their position, they wouldn't be a free agent. But well, here we are, and I they're think, out there. I, I, I don't agree with that 100%. Because I think the best players just cost a lot of money. That is true. And I think some you of these could, I mean, let me, let's, let's, let's just take um, Jalen Ramsey as an example. Probably still one of the elite corners in the game. He just cost too much. The Rams had to let him go. I mean, they're going to let and, him and, go. So, and this is this goes back to you know the the original point of the old line is I mean, you know, Kansas City does not put the tag on Orlando Brown. Um, you know, his expected value is probably somewhere between twenty two to twenty four million. That would that would put him in the top three offensive tackles. He exclusively wants to be a left tackle. Um, obviously, there's a connection with Ryan Poles from Kansas City. Uh, even, you know, Poles' GM, Ian Cunningham, he's a big offensive line guy. Um, you know, Orlando Brown is obviously the, the, the premier left tackle free agent. The question, I think, is do you pay the 20 – let's say it's the high end. You have to overpay to get him to come to a team that's not ready to compete yet. Are you paying $24 million for Orlando Brown, or do you take that $24 million and maybe give it to two guys uh, and fill this is, two, two holes? This is just what I talked about in the beginning. We just don't know what Ryan Poles is, how he values the free agent market, right? Because we still don't know his tendencies. Is he going to be one of those guys that I'm going to just say, screw it, I'm going to spend overpay potentially? Mike, Michael, look at it. Uh, you've got Orlando Brown is a Pro Bowl world champion left tackle. Right. But Kansas I think there are other Mahomes. options. He, he is a Pro Bowl left tackle, and, he, and he's protecting Mahomes, who is notoriously difficult because of his dancing in the pocket and his ad-libbing. But, you know, in any offensive line guy, like if he takes 70 snaps and he wins 68 and loses two, well, then now he's a bump, Right. Even though he won the other six, nobody watches the good tape from. Well, he's got he's got. I mean, there's what I'm. There's no offensive player, offensive lineman on here that I think is just like. There's very few in the league, right? Just like any player, there's very few elite. Out of all the offensive linemen that we've kind of looked at and kind of gone over as potential free agents, uh, he's probably the best out of all. Yeah, but is he the he might be the best player, but is he the best fit for the Bears? I see I would argue that like Mike McGlinchey from San Francisco, who I think you can get for maybe eight to ten million dollars less than Orlando Brown, probably fits the mold of what the Bears are trying to do better and is also a right tackle. Right. I uh, but I just but I disagree with that. Uh I think that McGlinchey doesn't mean that he's actually going to play the offensive system of a running quarterback because uh, you don't really have that in San Francisco at all. And he's not known to be a, a pass defender or a pass protector as well as the run, 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 uh, run guy, run blocker. Right. And, well, so Michael, you, and, he, and he's a right tackle, which means so. Okay, you're let's still just, rocking Braxton Jones on the left or, side. Or you're going to be drafting a left tackle. So the question becomes – do you want to draft left tackle or get Orlando Brown? Which means you don't have to worry about left tackle in the draft. 
you're going to be drafting other positions. So this is the balance that the Bears are going to have to go for. And we don't even know if Orlando Brown is going to want to potentially come to the Bears. Right. And I think there there are two other offensive tackle targets. And I'm going to give you an argument for each here. Uh, You've got Jawan Taylor from Jacksonville, who was a right tackle this last season, but from pass protection-wise, excellent. But to me, it's one of those, I think he had a contract year. The guy who I think, if it's not Orlando Brown, to me, the guy who I'm probably most, would say, linked to the Bears is Caleb McGarry from Atlanta. And the reason I say that is he's got history with the Chris Morgan, the Bears' offensive line coach. And I think the price tag is right. I think you can get him, you know, somewhere between 16 and 18. Probably you have to overpay him a little, maybe 17 and a half, I think is the right number. But, you know, he's, he's still in his mid-20s, um, and he's a solid both in the run and pass game and obviously has a history with the O-line coach. So I think Caleb McGarry is a name to kind of keep penciled in uh, as we get into next week when the contracts can officially start being talked about as an eye to, to keep on. I think there's some other guys out there, like Andrew Wiley is the, obviously the, the other tackle from Kansas City. You've got uh, Taylor Lewan from Tennessee. Yeah, uh, I think he's know. just – I think he's an injury prone now. I don't know yeah, how good he is. You know, there's Isaiah Wynn in, in New England who never quite Look, established there's, himself. There's but... a bunch of guys. The question becomes – you ask me if I'm Ryan Poles – I want to protect Justin Fields. I have $75 million. I'm getting the best left tackle. I don't think Braxton Jones is him. If you don't think Braxton Jones is the guy, I don't, I don't know if he is the guy. He could be, right? And if you do that, then you go for a, the best right tackle on the free agent market and you leave Braxton Jones on the left. You say, yeah, he's going to be somebody. He just needs some time. That's fair. Okay. But so if, we- if you're asking me, you want to protect your quarterback, you get the best left tackle on the market. You have the money to do it, and you just so Orlando if you're Brown's Ryan Poles, you're 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 ponying up. You're you're calling Orlando Brown and going, all right, we're gonna give you whatever yep. dollar amount it's gonna take. Yep. Let's let's just take this. Let's just go on to the D line, right? You get yep. Hargrave from Philly, and just say, double up. Yeah. Let's just say that you get him, or you get uh, Demonte Jones, right? Eighteen million. You spend, let's say, you spend 18, 20 million on your defensive line tackle. You spend 24 million. Okay. That's 44 million. You still have, that's half your cap still. It's half your cap. Right. Yeah. So then you can go and get like an $8 million tight end. You can get like a $10, $10 million receiver. You can get like DJ Chark. You you still have enough money. I, I don't think that we're having this discussion without having the perspective or the context that we have 75 plus million dollars exactly to spend. Now, these, it, it doesn't mean that and you can put the contracts that they're favorable for the Bears. Like you might have these premier players have long-term or guaranteed deals, but the other guys you can have two-year deals. Like you can kind of make it so they're not going to just destroy your cap over the next few years. We have a lot of holes to fill. I can easily see us just saying, "Okay, well the question becomes, Michael, is how good do you want to get as fast? So, again, we'll see, in my opinion, if Ryan Poles, if he, if his scout team can say, you know what, you know, let's say that Ethan uh, Pochich from Cleveland, the center, you know, is he 
is he really an excellent value? And that's he's gonna they're gonna go after value free agents, or they're gonna go after premier free agents because premier free agents aren't value. You're gonna overpay yes. always. All right, and that just might be like you can say like when we got Robert Quinn, we paid a lot of money for Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn had the most sacks in Bears history. That's a good point, right? Like Robert Quinn's one of the few times where and and, it, and it, we're just talking about from the Bears perspective. Other oh, yeah, teams from the Bears perspective have yeah. done this too. Orlando Brown didn't start on the on the Kansas City. Orlando Brown came from Baltimore. Yeah, the the only other free agent I can recall where the Bears paid a premium other than Robert Quinn where it really paid off was Julius Peppers. So, but again, they might have gotten more premium players if they had the money. That's the thing. You might only allow, your cap might have only allowed you to go after one premier player and you got them. But now we actually have the cap to go potentially over, we can get the best tight end, the best O-lineman, the best D-lineman. And we still have money to spend on other players. Right. So that, and that, that kind of boils down to the original question, right? Like, do you spend on three or four premier guys and you go, well, I got four guys who are going to really make this team better, but I got still got holes everywhere else. And I'm going to go into the draft thinking I'm going to acquire more draft capital and go and fill the holes that way. Or sure. do you kind of take the 75 and go, I'm going to get 10 guys at 7.5 versus three at 25. Right. Yeah. So I, I wish I had the money spent on Riley reef and Schofield and Lucas Patrick last year. Um, I can tell you that in one second. Let me pull that. Because Riley Reef, I know we paid about twelve for uh, Lucas Patrick. I think whatever. But if you just combine six. all of those numbers, and they none of them were starters. No, we got nothing. Well, he. I mean, they, they filled in eventually. Remember, you've also got Alex Leatherwood too, which we kind of traded for right and we're gonna to have to pay his contract out but what i'm talking about michael is so yeah we did the value thing last year and because we didn't have the money to go after a premier and it didn't really work out for us so we can keep doing it but does are we gonna get significantly better i don't know and we could yeah. go after these dudes and they just flop this is this is the gamble of free agency man like you and you're you going to overpay. To you're going to overpay. I mean, it just it is the nature of free agency. It is. But you need to get better. And these guys can potentially really help you get better. Yeah. Um, and and the defensive line is the place. There's a I lot of talent here. They there's a lot of talent available and I think you can make a splash without necessarily breaking the bank. Now, I think you're saying just pay Hargrave his tw- the twenty million it's going to take, or pay Dray- Draymond like, Jones, or you go like yeah, or you go Draymond Jones, like you pay like, but those yeah. are like you go for the, you know, you go for you, some you have the tier. conversation, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think there are two guys who I really like as potential targets. Um, I I really like Yannick Ngakwe from Indianapolis coming over to the Bears. Yep. Not that I'm saying if I had a choice between Draymond Jones or Ngakwe. I'm taking Draymond Jones. Draymond Jones to me is a, a bona fide interior uh, three technique 
that the Bears need to plug that middle, and you can kind of build the rest of the line around him. But I think Ngakwe is a very serviceable defensive end pass rusher, and the Bears have no pass rush right. whatsoever. So it's an keep immediate this, you got to keep this in our memory banks. I was just watching, actually, the Rich Eisen show, and he had a former NFL exec on there. I cannot remember his name. But they asked him what, what should the Bears do about the number one pick, what's going to happen. And he goes, well, he thinks there's going to he, – he said there's two windows, and it makes perfect sense. You've got this window now right before free agency. This is – other teams are going to clamor to try to get that pick to settle their draft st- – position so that way they know what they're going to potentially draft so they know what to go after free agency the bears are just like that in this realm because what for instance if you're drafting at four you might not go after a defensive tackle if you really like jalen right jalen carter you're like we're going to target jalen carter then you're looking at maybe defensive ends in free agency and not defensive tackles or you're going to go for Anderson, but if you're drafting nine, you're probably not going to get either of those guys. They'll probably be gone for sure, which means you can get you can go for free agency in both. So, so not only is it other teams willing, they're trying to figure this out. The Bears also trying to figure this out because we don't know. Like again, whatever the Bears start doing in free agency, we'll be able to kind of tell. Okay, this is their draft strategy, right? But hopefully. We don't know. We might actually find out that the Bears traded their pick before free agency starts, and that's going to kind of settle a lot of these questions for us about free agency. There is, and that's part of what Poles was talking about at the Combine as an advantage to moving the pick now. Yeah, so uh, and then he said, if he goes, but if that doesn't happen, most likely what will happen is will be the, if a trade happens, it'll happen after all the pro days and stuff, and it'll be closer to the draft. So you have there these is. two windows of when you're going to – if you're going to s- trade these picks, especially the number one pick, it's going to be in these two windows most likely. There is also the possibility of getting a player back in a trade. So, you know, Carolina's got some guys, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you w- kind of want to get this settled. For the Bears, it would make sense if they could – if they can actually get a great off- – like an offer they cannot refuse, right? They basically get the godfather of offers, and they're like, oh, my God, yeah, we're taking that. You want to build a no, so that way you have an idea. Like, hey, we're picking nine. We're picking 11. Okay, picking 11, we're looking at maybe the best offensive lineman on the board, or there's a bunch of Ed Rushers. Okay? Yeah. So we're going to pick or, the best or. Edge Rusher. Boom, we're going to go for Jamani Jones or, sorry, Draymond Jones from Denver because we need, a t- we need defensive tackles. Right. And then now picking 11, if the Bears do move back that far, kind of put, or anywhere 9 to 15 range, puts you in a real interesting position. And the reason I'm going to bring this up is because the wide receiver class for free agents is not good at all. Juju Smith Schuster is probably the number one guy there, uh, but it's Jacoby Myers, OBJ, DJ Shark who, you know, was kind of in Detroit, like he was there, but wasn't there. And then maybe like Alan Lazard is your next guy, right? If you're picking nine, what's to say you don't just go, hey, we're going to take Jackson Smith Nigba and okay, there's our number one receiver. And that that might absolutely be the case, Mike. We've got, when you have a team with a lot of holes, it's hard to go wrong. 
You just got to get guys. You got to get players. Like I it's kind of mentioned that in our previous podcast. Yeah. We just need players. Like just at some players. point, we just need some ballers. And yeah. I love us to focus on the offense, offense more than the defense if we can, because you want to really – your best asset on the team fields. is Justin Fields. Right. And so I would say this, right? Like the wide receiver free agents are not that good. I think if you're going to add to the wide receiver pool, it's either going to be via trade, maybe like a, a Hopkins or, you know, something of that nature. Well, I mean, if you draft capital, you can do that. Right. But if That's you're going to sign somebody, yeah. to me, you avoid the wide receiver pool. Lazard, I could understand coming from Green Bay. But the tight ends, there's two that I'm really kind of going, man, I would certainly make the call. And that's oh, Dalton yeah. Schultz I, and Mike Jacecki. I like, I, really Gisecki like Jacecki. Yeah. yeah, I would to say me, the same thing. I, you could, I don't know, you know, exactly what he's going to sign for. Uh, you know, all the research that I've done shows he's in that kind of eight and a half to ten million dollar range. If that's the case, I'm paying that money. We got you, seventy-five then, then, million. Then you pay him eleven, and you get him to the Bears. Yeah, and you just do what it takes to get. Like you overpay maybe a little bit to get him there. Yep. Um, but Jacecki yep. to me is um, would be a great fit uh, in addition. I know we haven't hit too much on the linebackers, running backs, and stuff. And and they're look, I I honestly think your best bet is just to re-sign David Montgomery. I know we talked about it last episode, so but um, I mean your I choices mean, are are real limited there, right? With with Saquon yeah, I think yeah, I I honestly think that. There's just too many factors and why David Montgomery stays there. But I agree. So let's just say <clears throat> I think honestly you have the O line. So you asked me the initial question, what would I do? I'm Ryan Pools. I'm getting one of the best offensive linemen. I'm getting one of the best defensive linemen. And I'm gonna go for Jaseki. Like those are my priorities right out the gate. I want to try to get to these guys before anybody else gets there. Wave one. After all of that, and the the thing starts to shake up a little bit. Now I'm going to start to find, can I find another offensive lineman? Can I find some more defensive line help? Can I find some linebackers? I know we haven't talked about linebackers in a bit, but I really like, I know they, there's been a lot of talk about uh, Bobby. Um, O'Karakee from Indianapolis. Yeah. From, yeah, he's attacking And I think machine. that's the Eberflus connection and, I mean, there. There's just two, there's just, he's young, uh, I think I think that's a natural fit, right? He basically knows the defense. He, he's going to be basically working for his former defensive coordinator, and then you can, Michael. There's another section we haven't talked about, and that's defensive backs. There, and, so we, maybe, and maybe the Bears you need one spend, more. Maybe you spend top dollar on a defensive back, and you don't get the best defensive lineman. You know, I uh, or you. To I, me, that, that feels like we're you're going to put a little bit of extra capital. Um, in a place where you don't really need it. Now, if you told me someone like Cameron Sutton coming over from Pittsburgh to add to you know the the secondary, I'm I'm good with that. But I, I if you're saying, hey, we're gonna we're gonna spend on Jamel Dean from Tampa and give him a 15 or if I told him I can get Bobby O'Karrakee or Jamel Dean, I'm I'm gonna take Bobby O'Karrakee because the money's oh, the same and the linebacker I, needs. To I I hear you. I hear you, but again, so let's say you take Bobby O'Karrake and Jamal and Jamal Dean, right? You have them here as kind of like 13, 14 for either one. That's 27 million. 
If you get Orlando so Brown, that's twenty-two million. So that's yeah, 50. fifty-seven. Yeah, twenty-five left. Right, and so I mean, you can still get uh, Hargrave for twenty. You slot seventy-five million. So you you literally could get you can get the best player almost out of every position group if you wanted to spend all that money on just like four or five players. You just say, you know what, we're going to get bona fide, not only starters, high level starters for the team and improve it right away. Remember we talked about last last episode, right? Essentially, after this draft class and this free agency, you have let's we talked about 14 positions you're looking for, right? Across the board. Yeah, that was the number. Somewhere between 12 and 14. 12 and 14 positions you're filling. You're not going to do it all in one draft. You're not going to hit on all of these players. There's no way. There's it, no it, way. It's not going but to happen. If you so let, I just named off five players. So there's five of 14. You draft, let's say you get four. That's nine. Hey, man, if you can get nine of your 14. Two-thirds, yeah. And then you're going into next year with five holes to fill. So, I mean, we're going to see. I, I have a feeling he's going to do a combination of value, like I said. I, if I'm Ryan Poles, day one, I'm going after like three premier players to solidify positions. I know we absolutely have to have it. It's going to be offensive line, defensive line, and then potentially another offensive weapon for Justin Fields. Like I feel like those are the three most important places to target. All right. And then, right. And then after that, uh, I'm going to look at wave two and see if there is some value. Or I might even do the linebacker as well. Like I'll get all four of those players – right out the gate, and then see how much money I got left after that, and then basically fill in the holes everywhere else. Okay. I'm going to – we're going to play a game. We're going to give you – pick three guys. As much as you know historically about the Bears, uh, how you feel about how the team needs to be built, give me three guys who you feel like will be on the Bears roster this time next week. Three players I think he's going to pick up in free agency. Yeah. Who are the who are the big three for you? Well, I think it's going to be Bobby Okereke for sure. I think that's going to be one. I don't know if he's going to go after him right away, but I think he's going to be there. I think Orlando Brown's going to go to the Bears. And I have a feeling it's going to be – I'm going to say Draymond Jones from Denver. Those are the three, Draymond. So yeah. the Draymond and Okereke ones are, I think, are very much the popular ones. I, Orlando Brown makes a lot of sense. Um, I think, you know, there's a, some folks who say Orlando Brown maybe gambles a little too much in terms of, uh, you know, his protections and, and things like that. There's there's arguments against that. But yeah. it makes absolute sense that, that Orlando Brown would be that guy. Do you, guy. Know, do you know what's funny? Flash. is You, you want to nitpick a pro two-time Pro Bowl player, huh? That's just yeah. Funny I know it's crazy. Let's just it's let's just pick. Thing. Let's just. You can always pick on Tom Brady and anyone else, but I mean, yeah. I'm not saying Orlando Brown's Tom Brady, but I'm saying he's a two-time Pro Bowler for the Super Bowl champions. Yeah, where Ryan Poles came from, and he, he's also a starter. It's not like he's like a replacement player. He is their starting left tackle. Yeah, he would instantly be the best offensive lineman on the Bears. I'm telling you, you probably can look at, you know, who's the guy from uh, San Francisco? Trent Williams, right? Yep. You can also, every game, every person's getting nitpick at their game. But I'm not saying Orlando Brown's even Trent Williams. But Orlando Brown is better than anything we have on the Bears right now, guaranteed. Oh, absolutely. 
There's no doubt about it. So, and Orlando Brown would probably be a starter, what, on 30 to 29 to 30 teams? Probably. Yeah, for sure. Okay, then go get Orlando Brown. Almost. Enough said. Go get Orlando. I mean, if if that's the case, then if you can pay for him, then I maybe should get, get that guy. Yeah. He might not pan out, but I mean, theoretically, this is all theory anyways. Um, in my mind, like, oh, crap, we could be totally wrong. We could be totally wrong, yeah. but I, I'll that's, say that's, that's, that's my game. So I, I gave you my three Orlando uh, Brown, Orlando Brown, Draymond, uh, Draymond Jones, Jones and, and Bobby Okereke. I will agree with you on Okereke. I think that one is about as lock and done deal as we could possibly get. I mean, coming over from yeah. Indianapolis, you let uh, Roquan go. You're going to pay Okereke significantly less than Roquan's going to make. Okereke is an absolute tackling machine, and he understands Flus. I think that one is it. The two other ones for me that are the big ones, I think it's going to be Mike Jacecki. I got a feeling they're going to add another tight end. Um, mm-hmm. And this way, if Cole, what, regardless of what the Cole Komet experience turns out to be, there's still a premier tight end there. Uh, especially as a bailout. I'll tell you what. I mean, no one wants to say the word Aaron Hernandez, okay? Because, you know, it's just a cloud. But as a football player with Gronkowski, that was a very potent combination. Not saying these two guys are that good, but to have multiple pass-catching tight ends, never wrong. Like, it's just not a bad thing. never hurts. Yeah, and and then – the other guy who I have uh, a sneaky feeling on uh, is Zach Allen, uh, who can play both inside and outside from Arizona. I know he's what I would classify as a wave two, but to me, he is a kind of fits everything the Bears are looking for. Um, he may come in conjunction with someone like a Hargrave or Draymond Jones, but I think Zach Allen is a guy that the Bears are going to target a lot. Uh, he definitely played well in the wake of J.J. Watt's absence out in Arizona. One of the few bright spots Arizona had this year, um, I think he is one of the targets. So, uh, that being said, there are uh, obviously a lot of holes to be filled. We've got holes uh, to fill in the draft as well. Right. Um, going forward next week, we are going to start on our uh, draft position evaluations. Um, we're going to start taking a look at uh, the top prospects in the upcoming drafts, obviously strengths and weaknesses, uh, how they fit with the Bears. I think that's going to really start to look at uh, as the free agency market starts to shake out, we'll start getting a better idea of who the Bears may target. Um, and then at some point uh, after this goes, uh, we will then reevaluate what free agent signings were done and kind of where we're at. Um, and then there's one other name I want to throw out there, Andre. Robbie Gold. Do, do you bring the guy – do you bring him home? Obviously, Cairo had some issues with the PATs. I know. Um, probably not. I think I think Santos is good enough to – he's probably a cheaper – Robbie Gold's great. And, you know, obviously is the Bears fans – we're probably pretty pissed that we let him go in the first place. So it's kind of a reminder, maybe like, I don't know, maybe you bring him home. Like you got the money. You're just like, you know what? Let's, let's bring the boy home. But 
Robbie Gold is, you know, he's still very good. If you maybe like on a short term two year deal or something potentially, um, because I think he's, if you, you can know, get him he, like he's he's two no spring years, chicken. ten million. I guess he's he forty. Still, I mean, kickers, kickers. Can he's still... forty. I mean, he's like, look, if he can give give me two years, Robbie, give me two years. I, I mean, I think it's one of those like it's like the Bears Billy Goat, right? I should have never let him go in the first place. I know that Santos basically, you know, he got. We've, we've we've got like a kicker schizophrenia in Chicago now after the double doink, <laughs> right? So the I, yips, man. Um, but I'm telling you, his missing the PATs, I don't think us really cost us the season. <laughs> so, well, no, I that's there's many other reasons we can point to why the Bears so are picking I, first. I I honestly think that you know if you had to save some money, like you can save five to six million dollars and put it toward hard. <laughs> Jermon Jones or Orlando Brown, I think you should do that. I don't know. You should. I mean, maybe, maybe if you get some cash left over, Robbie Gold or Robbie Gold, maybe the guy you bring in, uh, you know, should something, you know, Robbie Gold's going to find a job. There's oh, just he's no going to be somewhere. He's the question gonna, is, I, is he going to go chase a ring? Normally, I mean, guys it, get the to question that becomes is his agent calling Chicago and saying, hey, Robbie wants to come back, come back home. You know, he, I mean, he, was he would, the, he would literally. I think he is he already the lead the Bears leader in points. I think he is the Bears all time leading scorer, close to so it. So he would just add to that 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 number. He's just padding, um, stat padding. Just stat. Yeah, I'm just like I'm. No one's gonna catch me. So right. I'm like I'm just like I'm gonna make sure uh, Justin Fields never catches this number. So I'm gonna get back to the Bears. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's funny, man. Uh, all right. Well, hey, that that uh, wraps up our kind of free agent player teasers. Um, again, like I said, in the next couple episodes, we'll know more, much more into kind of how this shakes out, which will help us start focusing in on some draft targets and prospects. Uh, again, future episodes coming up, we'll definitely start looking deep into uh, the deep dives on uh, draft prospects and positions. Again, strengths, weaknesses, how they uh, mesh in after free agency. And uh, players the Bears could target going into the draft. Obviously, you know, if uh, some crazy news happens, we get the trade uh, and the trade back that will solidify a lot. But, you know, we'll have to look at potential trade scenarios as well and how that plays into the draft strategy, right? Like, there's do you go to four? Do you go to seven, eight, nine? Can you get the double, pull off the magical double dip, double trade back? And what happens if you get stuck at one? So we'll explore all these in the next couple uh, next couple of episodes. Man, it's so much football going on. It's hard to keep track of everything. Uh, but that is episode two. Look forward to talking to you guys next time. All right.